gospel comes after Jesus telling the, the apostles the importance of obedience to the teachings and before him telling them that the kingdom of heaven had already arrived. We should also take note that this passage is completely unique to Luke and that no other gospel contains this story of the ten lepers. And that what Jesus is doing highlights one of the main themes in Luke, the theme of reversal. Think of the sayings, the last will be first and the first last. Or the story about the blind beggar who implores Jesus, Jesus, let me see again. And Jesus replies, receive your sight. Your faith has saved you. Or the repentant criminal on the cross with Jesus who asks him to remember him when he comes into his kingdom and Jesus says, Today you will be with me in paradise. I think these reversals are something to pay attention to in that they give us clues to the makeup of the kind of values that, con that constitute the kingdom of heaven versus that of the world. But what is specifically happening in this passage? The reading says that Jesus was passing along the borders of Samaria and Galilee. In earlier sermons, you've heard both Mother Mary Lynn and I preaching about those in-between or places. Those places where the reign of God passes into earthly time. Here, too, Jesus is manifesting his divine actions while passing along the border. This new geography, Chicana writer and activist Gloria Anzaldua calls the borderland, which is a psychic, social, and cultural terrain that we inhabit and that inhabits all of us. She continues, a borderland is a vague and undetermined place created by an emotional residue of an unnatural boundary. The prohibited and forbidden are one in are one of its inhabitants. But how is this related to what Jesus is doing? It's related because Jesus is performing miracles in quote unquote forbidden places. And we all know that Samaria, even the border, was forbidden to upstanding and obedient practitioners of the Torah. Implicitly, Jesus is converting the wasteland of Samaria into a holy space because he is expanding the reign of God into forbidden parts and the citizens that reside there. But there is more to the story. When the lepers raise their voices from a distance to Jesus, they are doing so not only to respect the Levitical code that they knew and that required them to stay at a safe distance from those that were clean, but also because they had faith that Jesus was who they had heard him to be. And this was proven in their conviction that they would make uh, when they called him Jesus, Master, have mercy on Notice how they're calling him master or rabbi. This is the telling sign of their faith. How 
passage reads that the one Samaritan leper then fell down at Jesus' feet and spoke his praises. So why did only one return and thank Jesus? Was it because the nine other lepers still doubted that this miracle had actually happened? Perhaps because they were, had been so entrenched in the habit of isolation reinforced by the culture? Or maybe it was because they now had something to gain from the culture once they were assimilated back into it, like status, wealth, and control. But Jesus was culturally strange, associating himself with outcasts, lepers, prostitutes, tax collectors, and so maybe they were thinking guilty by association, the kind of thing that would motivate Peter later on when he was asked if he was one of Jesus' followers. Another interpretation might be that the lepers were merely following Jesus' instruction by being on their way to the priest in order for the cure to be confirmed by the priest and their status of being released, on, uh, being clean. Nothing wrong with that. Nevertheless, there is something to be said about the importance and implications of gratitude, that it can help put us back in right relationship with God, because we are honoring and showing our humility before the Creator. Last week, Mother Mary Lynn talked about clergy conference and how we learned about the importance of love and the body and how it often comes up against the rational mind that makes us into caricatures of ourselves with huge heads attached to little bodies and little hearts. Today I want to talk about another thing we learned at that conference, something that can help us in the equilibrium and balance we seek, that is, the importance of lingering. What does it mean to linger or get curious about our experiences? What does it mean to move through experience slowly, not judging or evaluating any of it, just letting the experience impose itself rather than the other way around. Truly, the art of slowing down has something to teach us. I can remember working with kids on the autism spectrum, and this was one of the first things I learned, that I had been missing so much of life because I had not been able to slow down. This is what I imagine happened with the Samaritan leper. He just slowed down, and because of that, was able to see who it was that had done this wonderful thing to him. Imagine him in awe, looking, slowly looking at his beautifully clear skin, and then looking up, and now paying exquisite attention one who had changed everything for him. I think today's reading about Naaman shows us something similar, in that it is Naaman's servants 
whose slowness I imagine had allowed them to see God through Elijah's messenger. Father, if the prophet had commanded you to do something difficult, would you not have done it? How much more when all he said to you was wash and be clean? At one point during the conference, we were asked to walk outside and linger upon anything we saw or heard. I found myself at a thicket with these tiny but lovely purple and red petals. When I took a look, a closer look, I saw there were bees everywhere inside the petals, entering and exiting. They were gathering and spreading pollen. But it was so interesting because they looked so singular in their intention, like these little heads of needles stitching together the life-giving pollen amongst an array of plant life that I was realizing keeps our human lives going. Today, in this high-speed, auto-correcting world, let us linger in love in the spaces and times that show us the interconnectedness of all life. Let us practice the art of lingering so that we can be fully present when we are given the gift of the thin places. And when that 